Hey there, I'm Claudie Sult and I hate French fries. This is Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Hey there, my friend, it's Aaron, and you have landed on episode number 27 of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. My friend, podcasting plays a huge part in my dream life, and it can do the same for you. Unleash the power of your voice and start your podcasting journey today. Head over to dramaticpodcasting.com. You can read my story and enroll in my free podcasting mini course to help you start your podcasting journey the right way way. That's dramaticpodcasting.com. Notes for this episode are available at dramatictravels.com slash E27. Today on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, we're joined by Claudi Sult. Claudi is a life enthusiast and founder of Green Me Berlin, a city guide that connects travelers and locals with the local green scene. Through her podcasts, maps, and events, Cloudy inspires people to explore the city from a new, creative, sustainable angle, showing that going green can be heaps of fun. She also co-founded a brand new concept called Circular Economy Tours and is now merging both the online and offline world using experiential travel as a force for good. Cloudy is joining us from Berlin, Germany, and you can find her at greenmeberlin.com. Cloudy, welcome to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Hi, Aaron. So great to be here. <laughs> so glad to hear it. Before we start talking business today, Cloudy, just take a quick moment and give us some background on yourself and tell me about the impact that travel has had on your life. Oh my God, that is a massive one. Um, and I'm going to try to keep it short, but I mean, I've been, I grew up in the GD, former GDR, so former East Germany, where people actually couldn't travel. But I mean, I was three years old when the wall came down, so it didn't actually um, stop me so much. It, I think it actually did the opposite. Growing up with that background, having that, it really urged the travel bug like really early in me. And yeah, then I went out and I always was really, really keen on going to places that are kind of a little bit off the path and just, I don't know, throwing myself in there. And yeah, I mean, it has really, really changed me in many, many ways. Like, for example, I think the most life-changing trip that I had was uh, a three-month trip in India. Um, that's a while ago already, but it was like after my studies and uh, I just went there to see how actually the sustainable travel thing could work and really like find just a deeper way of travel. And I don't know, it's, it's just done like so, so much with me, the people there. And, um, I learned to be super patient. I learned a lot of lessons about compassion and empathy and just really understanding and seeing the world, how it really is. Tell me about the travel culture in East Germany in the, in the years immediately after the wall came down, when people now could travel. Did they start traveling immediately? Did it take a while? Tell me about that experience and that culture change. Oh, that's super different. So, I mean, there's always been people who are really just like really waiting for it and they streamed out and they were so excited. Um, but uh, my family or my parents, they actually, it took them quite a while, I have to say. I don't know, they were a bit more reluctant. And they're also now today, they're, they're traveling a lot, but it always has to be this kind of 
organized traveler, right? So they, 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 they would be so, so scared if they would just hop on a plane and just get out and maybe not even having accommodation or something like stuff that I always really love to do and keeping things exciting. They, they don't do so they, yeah, they took a little while. Well, they're they're breaking out of their shell at their own pace, and I'm sure that their yeah. daughter is is helping helping move them along <laughs> the track. So, Claudia, we're talking business today, and of course, uh, your work with Green Me Berlin. We're going to get into all that. Uh, can you just describe real quickly what is your area of expertise when it comes to travel? Mm-hmm, sure. So, my area of expertise is definitely um, sustainable travel. I basically studied that in the UK, and I had some really uh, yeah, really inspiring teachers and professors that uh, yeah really brought my mind in that context. And yeah, from then on, I was hooked, and I had all these ideals in my head. And I don't know, yeah. So that definitely, I came back to Berlin then, and I uh, was first, I don't know, first a little bit kind of delusionized. Like back then, there wasn't so much going on in the sustainable travel scene, but I was really, I don't know, thinking that this has to change. Yeah. Sustainable travel is definitely on the rise and it's certainly becoming more and more popular. So it's, it's a great time to be, to be a part of that. So when did you decide to take that passion you had for, for travel and sustainable travel and actually turn it into a business to try to make some money doing this thing? Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I just mentioned I came back after my studies and was kind of really like, disencouraged and thought, Hey, what's going on here? Like I'm, I'm here. We're, we're up to, changing the world and doing something and everything in sustainable tourism was like really serious and negative and really daunting. So really disencouraging for people as well. And um, yeah, then just roaming through the streets of Berlin and realizing that there are actually a lot of projects and a lot of people who are doing something and that is actually really positive and it's super fun to engage with and there's no dogmatism and all these things. So yeah, I was really already, okay, there has to be something people have to know that more because most people, they link sustainability with something annoying or something that they have to do or yeah, not so much with something enjoyable and yeah, then I don't know. I was just really, really, um, yeah, really convinced to change that. And because I used to work for the tourist board before um, and with lots of journalists and bloggers, so I was always kind of researching what are new trends in the city um, in Berlin. So I had a lot of established contacts and also really deep knowledge and especially a lot of enthusiasm for Berlin and the thriving eco scene that was actually growing here. So yeah, that's how actually that was pretty much the start, like the seeds for Greeny Berlin. And also I was never really made for the corporate world. I, I just didn't fit in. So I just knew I had to do something um, on my own. And I started to figure it out while I met like this whole bunch of people um, who challenged the status quo, who are like digital nomads and location independent entrepreneurs and they all really, really inspired me. And I learned so much from many, many people that then in 2016, it was like, all right, Greeny Berlin, let's do this. So you touched on a, a very universal concept that I think there's a lot to learn for, for folks in different types of travel businesses. And that's the idea of spreading knowledge and informing people and influencing people 
in your audience or just in the general public to to take a certain action. In your case, it was to inform people about sustainable travel and, and change people's minds about the, their views on, on sustainable travel. So can you just speak on that that concept of of influence and sharing knowledge with a, with a specific audience? What were some of those struggles like early on to get that message out and find the people that needed to hear that message? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Finding the people that's, I think that is like the biggest challenge, especially in this field, because um, there's so many buzzwords and so many terms. And I still, we, we still struggle uh, with this sometimes today um, because it's, I don't know, like green, eco, sustainable, responsible, all these things. Um, sustainable doesn't really sound cool. Um, green and eco is like, I don't know, like what do people search for? How do they search for? So that's actually really, yeah, really like finding, finding the right people because, um, I knew and I experienced this all the time every day that, uh, as soon as people are reached, then they just love it and they're super into it. Um, yeah, but I guess, as I said, like the terminology, I think that was probably like one of the big challenges here. Can you point to a a specific success story from the, from those early days when you first started making connections with people and actually building that tribe and building that audience? It mainly really, for me, it started when I also started doing the podcast and actually meeting the people behind the businesses and the places for an actual really intimate session. So, um, because we, when, when I do the podcast, it's mainly with, um, entrepreneurs in Berlin. And so I usually go and visit them and we sit down wherever they work, wherever they feel, feel at home. And first it's always kind of this, uh, yeah. Okay. Like getting to know each other, of course, but then you sit there like, for an hour or so and like really see that passion sparkling in their eyes and yeah I think in the beginning especially you also you always think really really small of yourself I mean of course you just start out and no one knows you and everything so I was always really humble and I think my second interview guest um he is called Manu and he's doing um, basically his passion and his business is tea. It sounds like not so special in the beginning, but he's actually, he's a super inspiring guy. And I visited him in his little backyard, um, backyard office uh, tucked away from the canal in Berlin. And we had this amazing talk and this amazing connection. And he was so grateful afterwards. And then he started like sharing it and everything. I mean, that was like for me in the beginning when it already started out, like getting, first of all, getting all these, um, these insights about this person's, yeah, person's inner self really. And the things that he shared, but also, um, like having this first recognition that he thinks like, wow, Claudia from green me, she interviewed me and look at this. And I thought, Oh my God, this is really cool. I was really proud of that. <laughs> and that relationship started out with a podcast interview. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah. don't mean to go off on too much of a tangent, but I, I couldn't agree more just with that whole, that whole concept of, of making connections through, through interviews, particularly through podcast interviews. Claudia and I are speaking today from across the world. I'm in Sacramento, California. She's in Berlin, Germany, and we're making 
a personal connection. This is just an example of the kind of the power of podcasting. You can reach out and expand your network, connect with like-minded people. And that certainly sounds like it happened for you. And it happened fairly early on. And I love that you shared that story. For anyone out there who's considering uh, using a podcast in your travel business, there's a real concrete example of what can happen and can happen quickly. Absolutely. And it keeps happening all the time now as well. Like every time I um, meet uh, my interview guest or I don't know, we're doing an interview that establishes such a special connection. So um, I don't know if it would only be for that reason, that would already be super rewarding. And I also every day, uh, every time um, I really, really learn a lot from my podcast guests as well. So it's kind of this mutual exchange. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, I tell my friends all the time, and it's no offense to the people in my everyday life, but I talk to more interesting people a week now than I used to talk to in in a year before I started my podcast. It's just incredible. And just knowing that there's these like-minded people out there, people you can learn from, people you can form a bond with, and then people who can also learn from me. I have things that I can share that can add value to not just my audience, but to people that I interview. I love that exchange. And I just love that that harmonious relationship that, that comes from the intimacy of the podcast interview. So excellent, excellent points there. Kind of got off on a tangent a little bit, but it was a, it was a worthwhile one in my opinion podcasting. Very powerful stuff. So Cloudy, you clearly had the desire and you had that that entrepreneurial spirit of not fitting in. But when you when you got started, you knew you needed to make some money if you wanted this thing to be sustainable. There's that buzzword again, sustainable. If yep. you want, so yep. tell me about when you first started making some money actually to start sustaining this business. Yeah. Um, it's a funny thing because um, I actually started making money straight away, but not with what I was actually intending to do <laughs> because um, so I always I, I wanted in the beginning I only wanted to make it like an online business I wanted to basically be an online publishing business and um, but my old colleagues at Visit Berlin at the tourist board back then they finally had an expert on the sustainability scene in Berlin that they could send journalists on tour with and so they actually um, booked me on tours with to go with the journalists and that was pretty well paid but back then I didn't even like I didn't even notice that as how this is actually making money through what I do I was kind of really playing it down and just like focusing on the online part which of course took a little bit longer um yeah it's super funny but uh, from that I think from the from the online business it was like around half a year after the start um yeah there was like a really cool collaboration where some one of my old blogger contacts just got me into like a planting trees adventure at an island in the North Sea. And that was a collaboration with a brand. So, um, yeah, that's brought in also quite a bit of money. Um, yeah, but so yeah, around half a year after the start. So ba- based on uh, that, yeah, exp- I had a focus on- oh, sorry, so based on sorry. that experience, where you sort of found money in a place you weren't looking for it. What advice can you give to the aspiring travel entrepreneur about you know, thinking outside the box in terms of, of looking for, for revenue streams? Exactly. It's the thinking outside of the box thing that is just so important. And it can be like, you can just be really blind in the beginning because you have this one thing in mind, but just being like super open to what, what comes up and what arises. I mean, as I said, I never planned to actually develop a tour business from the start. 
Um, but then suddenly, I mean, this was something that was already working and uh, me and my mentor, like I found a great mentor at some point. I was really like, I don't know, the online business part wasn't really kicking off because I just didn't have like enough experience and also probably not enough patience at first. And uh, yeah, so we were looking at, hey, what's working? And said cloudy man there's like tours and i don't know we also got some uh, private requests at this point from travelers if we can do a tour and stuff so we did that over over uh, summer two years ago and yeah i was still like super reluctant because in my mind i had this no but it has to be online and location independent and everything but then actually like right now i mean we're running this also as a tour business, but it's still location independent because we have our guides on the ground and the whole organization of the tours I can just do from anywhere. So it's amazing now. But in the beginning, I was really closing off to that. Well, that's important, important advice, important insight to share. And I've, my, my story actually is similar, Claudia. This podcast that we're speaking on today, Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, was not anywhere in my in my vision for my business, I I was I started right. a podcast about family travel. But what I learned over time is that I grew more and more interested in entrepreneurship. And I also learned that my fellow travel people in the travel world, like you and me and you know, hundreds of other people, they they're also struggling with this business side, this entrepreneurial side of these ventures. And I wanted to create a podcast to to serve them as well. And it's just it just speaks to your point of keeping your eyes open, and you never know where. You might be able to find a new opportunity to to serve within you know within your within your space. Exactly, S- and cool. actually that yeah, and actually that point now. I mean now that um, the tour side, basically the offline side, is kind of running. That enables me to actually fulfill my dreams with the online part because now there's like some money coming in and I can sustain myself and I can also put it into yeah just doing fun things online like creating the maps and doing the podcast and all these things and yeah well tell me about that you talked about it you know the business kind of running itself so i take it you have some some systems and some automations in place can you speak about those <laughs> unfortunately not quite yet i know i really have to do these and i'm like uh really longing to the point where it comes to it but yeah it's still a little way to go until everything is automated so but uh i mean uh, when there's the tour season especially in summer a lot so we do a lot of b2b tours private tours and uh that's pretty easy to organize for me in the background and then i have uh i have my team i have the guides on the ground who i totally trust and who do an awesome experience with the people so yeah that's actually working but yeah <laughs> it's uh, from automation there's still like a little way to go but uh, i'm working on it <laughs> excellent can you can you point to a defining moment in your in your career so far where you really feel like you you were able to seize an opportunity that was presented to you but based on your experience based on your relationships you were you're able to seize a unique opportunity that to an outsider it might have seemed like you just got lucky but you you, you were able to to seize the, op- the opportunity because you were prepared for it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like maybe it was preparation based or not consciously preparation based, but yeah, maybe it actually was. So anyway, so uh, like long-term thinking and um, 
building up strong, meaningful relationships. I think this is something that has been really key along my whole way. And it's been something I always super believed in. And one example is actually that um, Dan and Audrey, um, they run a super amazing travel blog on Cornered Markets, also a lot about responsible travel and deep travel. And I knew these guys from also my old times at Visit Berlin. And I really always looked up to them as writers and creators and ambassadors for a deeper travel and yeah, most, more responsible travel. And yeah, that was really a relationship that I always really tried to nourish over the years, even though it wasn't always easy because we're all traveling, we're all on different continents. But yeah, we always tried to kind of keep in touch. And now, like, I don't know, years on, they recommended me actually as a speaker for a really cool conference, a travel con that's coming up um, in Austin, Texas. So uh, it's very exciting and I'm super grateful for that. But yeah, I, I mean, I could really share a lot of those stories, like human connection, even especially in this like increasingly online world, uh, uh, yeah, online world is just so, so important. And I don't know, I've always been like a believer in power face to face and just, yeah, nurturing these things. And it can be time consuming, but very rewarding as well. Let's use the travel con, uh, the speaking at travel con as, as an example here. Was speaking and just sharing your expertise through public speaking, was that something that was on your list or was that something that just presented itself through this opportunity? I would say both. Um, so when I, um, when I started out or when I was kind of growing into this role of like being an entrepreneur, I always, always said that uh, one day I want to do a TED Talk. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I don't know, sometimes, and especially in the beginning, I was like, sometimes pretty terrified of public speaking, but it was something that I really wanted to do and really wanted to get better at and learn. And so, I don't know, I just tried to throw myself into like different opportunities and now it's like much better. I get much more confident in it. And, uh, yeah, so that one, um, that kind of, I mean, the travel con, like, it wasn't necessarily on my mind and I wouldn't have thought as well about it, but that kind of came a bit by surprise. But I think um, I actually manifested certain things towards it probably. Well, by saying you wanted to do a Ted talk, that's, that's the beginning of that, that manifestation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's always these things. It's like these little signs that you put out into the universe and just like, I don't know, put your focus on and then things just suddenly pop up and you think it's actually a coincidence, but uh, maybe it's also not. I love it. I love this, Claudia. We could have this conversation on another podcast and talk for hours because I I love, (laughs) love, love this topic. And I just look at it as putting my brain to work for me. You know, I I tell it through various ways. I tell my, my brain what I want, what I'm looking for, what my objectives are, my goals are. And then your brain is working for you all the time, even when you don't realize it. And like you said, those coincidences, your mind might see something or make a connection that it wouldn't have made otherwise, but because you kind of gave it that charge, you said, this is, this is my goal. Get me there. Your brain starts sort of finding things and putting, putting pieces together. And I love that you, that you brought that up because that's super, super important for anyone looking to grow a business and grow a brand, build an audience and, and, you know, develop a strong, clear message. Those are all things that are, that can be done through self-talk manifestation, however you want to 
you know, whatever yep. buzzwords you want to use, but I love, love, love <laughs> this topic, but we're going to move on real quick. Claudia, I want to yep. hear what you're working on like right now. What's you know, going from this point forward to the future. What's going on with green me Berlin? Yeah. Oof, like there's always a lot going on, of course, <laughs> but uh, yeah, right now, I mean, right now I'm like quite excited. Actually, I have to say that um, the uh, like major touring season in Berlin is like kind of going down It's September now going, going towards autumn. And that is always a time um, where I get to start working on like the bigger picture and also on, on lots of different online parts. And one of yeah, one of the ones that excites me a lot right now is uh, that we're going to relaunch our online map soon uh, with lots of new features and just like better to use. And the map that was always like one of my favorite parts personally, because I use like similar maps, I mean, from different topics, uh, I, I love to use them. And yeah, it's online already, but it still needs to fix some errors and stuff. But yeah, that's going to happen. And then uh, we're setting up uh, a similar map on uh, Green Me Melbourne and also the newest uh, guide, Green Me Detroit, which, yeah, is super, super cool. And I mean, Green Me Melbourne was something um, that where I actually started it the other way around, like not Green Me Berlin, where I started with the whole online part, Green Me Melbourne. We started yeah, last year um, to do the tours only. So now I'm really as I said, I'm really looking forward to get that online part going there. And yeah, Detroit is a super um, new experiment for me because I've actually never been in Detroit, but I have an amazing um, girl who was here in Berlin and volunteered with us over the summer. And she's from there and she told me about like all the amazing projects that are there. And I thought, all right, let's just do Green Me Detroit. So that's going to happen soon. And yeah, as I said, as the tours are going down a little bit, um, for actually really having time for that. And yeah, I love to work on the website as well and build pages and design around. And if I could, I only do that, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you shared right. the part about the green me Detroit. Cause I was going to have to ask about that, how you landed on Detroit, nothing against Detroit, but it just, it's just of all the cities and all the world, Detroit, <laughs> Michigan, that's, it's fascinating. But when you got someone there, that's again, that shows that power of the networking Detroit gets a green me, uh, brand yeah uh, yeah I don't know know what you want to call it because you knew somebody there a franchise I'm not sure how you refer to it exactly yeah 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 it's 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 really funny because um I don't know I told someone else before and she was like what Detroit this should be a green city but actually like I also I mean I I first like had her send me over all the projects and looked at the projects and it's amazing and it's usually those cities um that really went through a super hard time and are also not really pretty or I don't know, like had all these uh, industrial post post industrial issues and stuff that are actually coming up with the most amazing and inspiring projects. And um, just looking at what's there, it's actually just confirming that. Well, that speaks to your vision as an entrepreneur to to recognize that opportunity. Super, super cool and very grateful. (laughs) I'm sure the folks at Detroit are extremely grateful to, to have you there in their city. So even though you're growing, Claudia, you're, you're, you're doing well, you've got a team, you're making money, there's always challenges. What is the biggest challenge in your business right now? Um, staying focused. Um, definitely a big one. I think that's, uh, that I share with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. It's always the thing. You always want to do everything at once and it can never go fast enough. 
That was also a huge challenge for me in the beginning. I wanted to have everything, and then suddenly I had to juggle everything that I built there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's getting better, and I uh, I'm getting better at it. But still, um, at some at some days, it's uh, it's a challenge, and also saying no. So I don't know. I have the talent to always say yes, and then find myself overloaded and just in these uh, weird situations where I'm like, "Oh man, like where? How did I get myself into?" But there's always these. There's so many opportunities coming up, right? And I mean, that's not nothing that I want to complain about. But no, it's it's it can also be definitely a challenge. Well, I appreciate you saying yes to this podcast interview. And it would have been easy to say no and focus on something else. But you you brought up focus, and that is a very, very universal problem, particularly with entrepreneurs. So tell me, give me some, some advice, some, some strategies and tactics you use to help maintain that focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, they work better, um, on, on some days than on others. But, um, I mean, one big one is just starting the day with meditation. Um, I definitely realize I've, I've been doing it for, I think three years now that, um, I try to meditate every morning, even if it's just a few minutes and I can really realize the effect if I didn't actually do that for one day, then my mind is just really scattered and all over the place. So it just helps me to just sit just at least for 10 minutes or something, sometimes 20 and just, yeah, do that. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, structuring and pre-planning my day or my week ahead as well. I'm trying to do it like every Sunday to at least have a rough plan and then kind of put, um, how's it called? Put blocks into the calendar for certain things. Uh, yeah. And really like then every day, like just in the morning, um, check in what needs to be done uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty common one. But what really helped me as well, actually, with this is putting times to it. So not just having this list of, okay, this is for this is what I want to do and I want to achieve today. But really, in front of every task, putting the time because then you realize pretty quickly that, all right, this is definitely too long. This is not going to happen in this day. And you know it before you're going to get um, angry with yourself. When you say that this is common, I think you might be giving, giving folks too much credit, honestly, myself included. It may be common sense, the things that you just described. There's not, you, you didn't, you're not reinventing the wheel or, or you know, launched sending a man to Mars, but that I, some of those ideas that you just mentioned aren't as typical as you might expect in people's lives that things like time blocking and planning your day and, and meditating, really thinking and reflecting on what you've done and what you're, you know, what you plan to do. And the fact that you're doing that, I think is a huge piece of your success. What do you think? Yeah, probably. I mean, I learned, I learned from a lot of, uh, inspiring people um and entrepreneurs like pretty much from the start so yeah i just had good teachers which maybe then set the bar higher and then makes me feel already that this is normal but yeah good that you say that it's not <laughs> can you recommend any any resources out there that folks can can turn to if they're looking to to sharpen their focus well, start start meditating if you haven't. There's actually um, a few really cool apps for that. Um, for those who aren't really familiar with it just yet, and or I don't, I mean, there's lots and lots on YouTube as well. But I think um, so. What got me started is um, Headspace, 
And then I actually switched to Calm. Um, yeah, and there you have like all kind of different meditation programs, like guided meditations. I think the first seven days are for free. You can try and then, I don't know, it's like an annual fee or something. Um, yeah, and you just, I don't know, it just becomes such a habit. Um, it's really easy to do with that. And it's great to, as I said, just to give it a try. I think that's um, definitely really powerful. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, planning, My most of my planning stuff I do with um, a tool called Asana. It's like project management and I can also invite um, team members to certain tasks and everything. But in there also I just plan basically my week and I find it really handy. I just got super used to it right now and yeah. Great. Appreciate those recommendations. Uh, we're speaking to Cloudy Salt of, of Green Me Berlin, and you can find Cloudy at greenmeberlin.com. Cloudy, as we wind down, just a couple more questions here. Can you tell me about something that you were obsessed with in your business early on, something you thought was going to be just really important, life-changing that just turned out to be unimportant? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I maybe wouldn't say unimportant, but definitely unreasonable was that I, as I said before, I set up just too many different things at once and um, especially too many different content formats i wanted to just have all the different content media formats as uh, that are that are out there because i thought that would be an amazing user experience if they have video and audio and pictures and texts and everything and so yeah i started with like short interviews and podcasts and tried to do videos as well introduction videos for the actual podcast interview and there was all stuff that i party that I'd never really done before and especially the videos um I don't know like I mean I stopped them then pretty quickly because I mean they probably were okay for the fact that I never did them before but <laughs> man they were like really really bad when I look at them now it's like my god why did I want to do all these things so yeah I just realized it's just this realization that I'm not that person, um, that content creator as such that I thought I, I really wanted to be, that content creator that does just everything and puts himself in front of the camera and so on and learn that I was actually like, I'm actually quite introvert, to be honest. And so, yeah, just realizing where your strengths lie, I think um, that's a really important one. So is and that then kind just of a eliminate. Was that kind of a silver lining then to try, to you trying everything? There was a silver lining that you sort of realized what your strengths were and then what you wanted to focus on moving forward? Yeah, definitely. And as I said, like it was definitely, I, I, I was dreaming of all these great videos and stuff, but I, I just realized that this is just not me. And I realized I'm actually, I love to talk and uh, also love to listen. So the podcast format was just um, the one to stick to. Well, one, one bit of advice I, I give people on that similar note is that, or not even so much advice, it's just a kind of from my experience, when I started my podcast and then the, the business that went along with it, I was never more aware of how many hours there are in a day until I started my podcast and started the business. Because you just, there's so many things you want to do and you, they'd be great to do, but you just can't do them. You just, there just aren't enough hours in the day and you don't have enough mental bandwidth or, or strength or, or even sometimes the interest to do all the things. So the fact that you arrived, uh, you know, sort of recognized your strengths and now you're amplifying those strengths. I think that's a great lesson for those out there looking to grow their travel businesses is to, to figure out what your strengths are, amplify them. And then if you have to start building a team to do other things, like give me an example, Claudia, what's something that you like to, you 
prefer to offload from your business, something you're happy not mm-hmm. to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, social media. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love I love the power and the possibilities behind social media. And of course, it also helped me heaps to get started. Uh, but generally, it's it's kind of it's really draining me as well. It's super easy to get lost in it. And I also simply just don't have time for it. And there's always so much inspiring content that could be shared and then got lost, actually. So yeah, I mean, until really this year, um, spring this year, I was like doing everything by myself. And but then finally, <laughs> I started to say, no, come on, I need to have also some other people. Um, and I need help. And yeah, luckily, that uh, social media part, that was something that I knew I would give away the first thing. And we have um, an awesome intern, Linda, um, who is taking that over and she is also growing in it. So that's really good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that honesty, being honest with yourself and, and then you're being able to, to build that team around you to do the things that, that don't line up with your strengths. That's awesome stuff. So Cloudy, talking about, you talked about TravelCon earlier, you're giving a, a talk there and there's going to be a lot of people in attendance at TravelCon who are investing in themselves to attend mm-hmm. that conference and to learn from from individuals like yourself. Can you tell us what is the biggest personal investment you've ever made? What's the best investment you've ever made in yourself? Sure. Um, so, I mean, that you mentioned TravelCon is a really good point because, um, I mean, I constantly try to learn and grow and I don't know, I just couldn't even imagine it without it. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of um, yeah smaller or bigger investments I take on a regular basis, like going to conferences and gatherings of like-minded entrepreneurs and digital nomads and travelers and free spirits. Like, I don't know, this... There was a digital nomad camp in Greece where I went to or the DNX, a digital nomad conference, or just recently uh, something called Freedom Axe Fest, which was uh, 250 entrepreneurs in rural Spain. So there's a lot of these things um, that yeah, constantly happen. But I think that the best investment that really got me started and excited to believe in myself and on this whole journey of entrepreneurship was actually something that only cost me around 15 euros. And it was a book, um, and it's called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Uh, it's written by Vishen Lakhiani, the founder of Mind Valley, And it was just so life-changing for me. Like, I don't know, it's just guiding you through these steps of really questioning the status quo, the world out there, and the systems, how they work. And then it guides you into yourself and... Just, I just learned so, so much and also really like trying, like finding my purpose. And I don't know, like that really challenged me in many ways and was like a great starting point for everything. Sounds like a heck of a, a 15 euro investment. Code of the <laughs> Extraordinary Mind. Yes, exactly. Code yeah. of the Extraordinary Mind. We'll have that linked up in the show notes. Definitely check that out. Sounds like it had a huge impact on Cloudy's life and her business. Yeah. And I'm sure it can do the same for you folks out there in podcast land. Cloudy, last question. Who has had the biggest positive impact on your business besides you? Mm, good question. Um, I don't know. I don't want to sound cheesy, but <laughs> I for think, it. Be cheesy. Um, <laughs> definitely um, my partner, Andy. Um, I mean, he was, he's always like from the start, he's been such a huge support. He, 
always, always believed in me. And he came on our tours, he took photos, he shared the content. And I don't know, although he's also running a very successful business and has like tons of other things to do as well, he's just, I don't know, he's just always been there. And so that definitely... And then secondly, a little bit less cheesy, <laughs> my mentor, um, Thomas Jackel. Um, he's a really, really amazing social entrepreneur, um, also from Berlin. Um, and yeah, he just did so many amazing things like cycling from Berlin to India to raise funds to establish dry toilets over there. And I don't know, he launched, he start, um, he helped launching several uh, social startups all over the world, um, especially in like developing countries. And yeah, he always inspired me. And I don't know, was also the one who actually pushed me to focus on the tours and really helped me becoming a real entrepreneur, at least part, yeah, at least like as much as I could. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, having a mentor is really something that, that I can just, I couldn't recommend more. Like this, it's, it's been really a big change for me. Yep, super important. I really think I really appreciate you sharing that because the importance. I really try to highlight the importance of surrounding yourself with with a team, and of course with strong mentors, and absolutely without question the people that you love to bring them in and to support you. And you no, know, this is not a uh, this is not a one man or one woman show. You know, you got to have great Definitely. people around you. And I appreciate you sharing that, sharing that story. We're speaking with Cloudy Salt once again, and you can find her at greenmeberlin.com. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram at greenmeguide. And then of course, check out Green Me Melbourne and Green Me Detroit coming soon. Or is it is Green Me Detroit already live? Um, yeah, it's, it's live, but it's uh, still like a pretty minor version of it. So it'll, it'll probably launch like in the next month or so. <laughs> well, get in on the ground floor, check it out. Detroit's on the rise. Cloudy Salt, really appreciate you taking the time to share with us today on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Well, thanks so much. If you create travel content, then you know how important it is to truly connect with your audience. And podcasting is simply a phenomenal way to create those intimate connections. Podcasting lets you use the power of your voice to share your message, change people's lives, all while expanding your influence and growing your business. My friend, podcasting is a huge part of my dream life, and I want to help make it part of yours too. So if you're ready to start using the power of your voice, take that first step by going to dramaticpodcasting.com. And there you're going to find everything you need to start your podcasting journey from how to create and launch your podcast to how to grow your audience and start making money. It's all there, my friend. It's at dramaticpodcasting.com.